people don't count their money as their time as money. Mm. So the time that you're putting into starting something, those months you're making zero income. And so you're investing and not getting a return. Even if you're not investing anyway, you gotta put a value on the amount of time that you're putting into that. What's up, family? Welcome to another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. My name is Lamar Tyler. I'm your host. And if you're a black entrepreneur looking to grow and scale your business or looking for ways to build more wealth, you're in the right spot. And today I got the right man for the job. My guy, H. Chapman, fund manager, who we've had here, right, for the last two days, um, training and educating our TSP collaborative members, the seven plus figure entrepreneurs, yeah. on how to grow faster and maybe smarter, too. Smarter. And oh, easier. And easier. <laughs> easier, right? So if you want to know how to do any of those things, you need to make sure you're locked into this. Yeah. So yeah. I know, like, let's just start by this. I know a lot of people are saying fund manager. What exactly does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I work in private equity, and essentially all I'm doing is buying and selling businesses. You know, I realized years ago that there was this huge opportunity there, all these assets. And while everybody was really focused on starting businesses, there are all these business owners that wanted to exit their business, whether it was because of health problems, retirement, just boredom, you know, whatever. They got shiny object syndrome, all of these sellers that wanted to sell profitable businesses and there was nobody there to buy them. And so I started off just buying them myself and I realized, okay, if I raise some capital, I can do even more deals. And that's where my first uh, private equity fund came from. Nice. Now, over the last two days, right, you've been working with our, our TSP collaborators, yeah. educating them. And it's a few things you dropped I thought were like huge nuggets. Mm. And, and also what I realized, I was telling the group, I thought we were getting a business training. What it really was was a mindset training. It, it really is. It really is. And, and like a train on how to just shift the way you even think yeah. about business growth. Yeah. That's one of the things that I noticed. When you look at large businesses, first of all, there's just the statistics. With large businesses, 45% of their growth, basically half their growth, comes from merger and acquisition activity. So that means they're going out and taking over assets that other people have built. And that's half of their growth. Now, they're going to do some yeah. organic things, but a lot of the growth is coming from that M&A activity. And I realized, you know, when I talked to small businesses, part of it was just a, a mindset of, oh, well, I'm going to do M&A activity once I'm a large business. And I didn't realize, like, no, the reason those businesses become large businesses is because at the very beginning, there's a strategy and there's a mindset that's built around how do I execute this M&A strategy in addition to running my business. And so I think a lot of it is just getting over this mental hurdle of, okay, that's something complicated that's for other people, as opposed to it's really just a normal way of doing business. You got to ask yourself, you know, if I have to build this department or if I want to go and hire a person or I need this talent, I can go and find it and, and build it from scratch or train the people from scratch. But the reality is there's somebody out there that probably wants to sell their business that's already got the talent that you need that you can access by buying that business or they've got the department that you're trying to build out that is going to be profitable and you can add to that business. And this is what speeds up growth. I think most people, by trying to build everything from scratch, the, the bottom line, whether you're going to be successful or not, is 
it's going to take a lot, lot longer to reach your goals. That's a great point. I remember one of my mastermind members one time saying, like, Lamar, what's the quickest way to a million dollar mm. business? And I said, well, the quickest way would be just buy a million dollar uh, business, million business, right? Business. But again, it's a mindset shift. And how you talked about, like, the fear, and I think you said, like, a mindset hurdle. Yeah. I remember we had a question this week where one of our members and clients was talking about, well, what if you know, I buy a business and all the people leave. And, and I love what you said. Besides, you said, hey, that normally just doesn't happen. Yeah. You talked about entrepreneurs being more afraid of that than what they're actually doing in yeah. their own. Can you talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting because I have this conversation with entrepreneurs all the time. And, you know, there's some aspect where they feel like, oh, no, this buying and selling thing is more risky or more complicated than me trying to build a business from scratch. And I liken it too, because I'll get that question. It's like, what if I buy the business and you know a key employee ends up quitting? Like you said, statistically, I've been involved in 200 transactions. And if anything, there may be months ahead of time where they may say, hey, I'm gonna quit. Like People just are doing normal jobs and they're not coming at it from the perspective of, oh, like there's this new owner. It's like, am I gonna get paid the same amount? Am I doing exactly. the same job? Okay, I'm great. And they but, might be in a better situation because you yeah. said they were happy with the previous owner. Exactly, a lot of times they're excited. What I've seen most of the time is they're excited. There's new energy, there's a new vibe, there's somebody coming in, maybe willing to test things ideas, all that. But let's say that, you know, maybe that is the case and people will leave, but it's interesting. I'll talk to an entrepreneur and they come up with all of these scenarios of what about this and what about that? Meanwhile, when you're starting a business, what I liken it to is looking into the abyss. There's just nothing there. And so you have on one end something where you're going to jump into a business and at least it does have some employees. So maybe one leaves, but you're way better off than the abyss. You know, Correct, maybe yeah. there's some clients. What if, what if I buy and the clients don't like, don't like me? And, you know, some of them leave. It's like, yeah, over here you have zero clients. And so it's, that's one of the things <laughs> that is hilarious to me. It's like entrepreneurs will look into the abyss. There's absolutely nothing. And they're quick to jump off. And then I say, oh, you can buy a no money down deal with assets, with clients, with customers, with a marketing plan, with SOPs, systems, everything is in place. And like, oh, that sounds risky. <laughs> and that's good. And you talk about like like so many times because you gave us like a million different strategies for no money down uh -huh. deals. But so many times if you are actually launching and bootstrapping a business, yeah. it's a lot of money. Not just, you know, we all yeah. think about the time, but it's a lot of money, even if you're thinking, hey, I didn't start with this upfront money. Over time, you're currently, you're yeah. consistently having to invest over and over again anyway. Well, and, and so one part of it is people don't count their money, their time as money. Mm. So the time that you're putting into starting something, those months you're making zero income. And so you're investing and not getting a return. Even if you're not investing anyway, you gotta put a value on the amount of time that you're putting into that. But the other side is what people don't realize is that when you're buying an existing business, they think that the bank, they think that investors, they think people are gonna treat you the same way that they've been treated when they tried to go and get money for their startup and nobody wanted to give them money. The reason nobody wanted to give them money is because the numbers speak. It's statistically, you're not going to make it. And so when you switch over to buying a business, they think, oh, it's gonna be the same way, it's gonna be so difficult, I can't get the money. Actually, it's the opposite. 
banks love, I have banks beating down my door every day. Hey, when's your next deal? You know, what kind of deals are you looking at? We want to make sure that you come to us to finance. So I don't go to them. They come to me because these are the kinds of deals that they want to finance. So when you bring this to the table, you know, the average startup might get access to about $100,000. So they're really aggressively pursuing capital. The average, just normal business, we use a lot of strategies to get a lot more than this, but just the average acquisition, banks will give $950,000. So much of what we've been talking about the last two days reminds me so much of real estate. Mm. And from a few different angles, right? I say like real estate, you can read and you can study for 30, 40 years, but until you do your first deal, yeah. like it's all theory. Yeah. And that's when you really learn. I feel like, like, like I didn't learn real estate until I got that first transaction. Good, bad, indifferent, right? Then it was like, boom, like all them years of reading meant nothing, yeah, right? Because yeah. it just, it, it like, boom, just escalated my actual education. And I feel like this too, like people need to actually get into it and yep. make it happen. Yep. But then the other thing, like you talked about, um, I learned in real estate, hey, you know what? It was a lot easier to get funding for a multifamily than a single family. Mm -hmm. For the same reason that you said, because it already had established numbers. It already had a profit and loss statement. already had rent rolls. Yep. All those things. You're saying like, hey, that, that established business already has the data. Yep. So it's like removing the thinking of personal finance, I feel like. It is. It is. And so, you know, there are two parts that I, I love the analogy of real estate because one of the things with real estate is you can read about a strategy. I'm going to go and I'm going to use a, a lease option strategy or I'm a wholesale, whatever the case is. But unlike the stock market or some of these other things, the real opportunity and the real growth are all those small things in between. Mm. So it's as you do more deals, tonality and connecting with that bit, with that with the owner of a of a, a piece of real estate, that very first phone call, and knowing the words to say, you know, uh, as you go through the closing and you're negotiating, it's the nuance of how can I put this together and how can I sell it to this uh, this this home seller in a way that they're going to feel like, oh, this is a great deal for me, even if it is a good deal for you. And so those are things that you just have to practice. You know, nobody. Yeah. teaching you the nuance and the tonality and, and all those things you practice and you get better and better at that and so you know I liken it to art I liken it to basketball you know this isn't just a uh, a stock and a graph you know the the really great thing about this is you know you can get access to tremendous amounts of capital you're getting cash flow day one so when you're working on something you're getting this income but the the opportunity and what makes that even possible is number one, there are very few people with this skill set, but number two, it takes the practice. You can't just watch some videos and get really good at this. Mm. Uh, so that's one of the things I'm always telling people, it's like, get started. Don't try to learn everything and then get started. You're gonna get better and better as you're actually doing these deals. This is good. So for the person watching this and all right, you know, ACES sounds good. Like how do I even find deals? Yeah. Like where do they go about it? Websites, are there listings? Do they yeah. go through brokers? Yeah. Um, do they just like put the word out into their, on their personal Facebook page? Or maybe all of the above? Yep, it literally is all the above. So, you know, we go through about 80 strategies of deal flow that we want people to start to work on. It's not that you're going to do all 80, but you're starting to uh, think about, okay, what are the things that are going to work the best for me? You know, if you're in, uh, if you are a CPA, then networking with other CPAs to generate deal flow makes a lot of sense. You know, if you're somebody that's in real estate, letting uh, people know in the real estate space, because a lot of times commercial 
commercial uh, brokers, they get businesses and they don't want to list those. They yeah. want to, you know, just refer to somebody. So you want to use your network, but there are websites. So bizbysale.com is a great place to just go and start. I think the, the thing that I like for people to do on the websites, it's not that the best deals are there, but I think one of those paradigm shifts that happen is when somebody goes and sees all of these amazing businesses that are for sale. Even if they're asking a lot, it's like, wow, I can jump over all of these headaches. And like you said, if my goal is a million dollar business, I can just go buy that business. And that first paradigm shift is what, is what gets people excited. You know, for me, it took me a while to kind of make that transition and realize you know, I got lucky my first deal. Then I end up finding some other businesses for sale and I realized, oh, there's this huge underworld, people buying and selling businesses that I never knew existed. And I always thought that if I wanted income, I had to go to school, get a job, earn income. If I, if I wanted a business, I had to try to start it, come up with some idea, figure out market fit, create the product, you know, just build this business from scratch. And the, the amazing thing for me was realis, realizing that the same way I buy a house, the same way I buy a car, I can literally decide how much income I want, and then I put together a deal structure, and I buy that income from somebody else. And it's, it's big, you talk about mindset shift. Yep. When I first started learning about this world, one of my biggest mindset shifts was thinking, in order to build a million, in order to, excuse me, buy a million dollar business, I need a million dollars. That's one of the <laughs> You know, and I, I would things, imagine you yeah. see that, because I, I was thinking like, okay, I would love to buy businesses one day, but I'm gonna have to have millions and millions yeah. built up to the side to invest in, and hopefully, you know, maybe it'll take me seven, eight, nine, 10 years to make my investment back. Yeah. But yep. just learning again, right? It's, it's so many ways to do a deal, get a deal done with low money down, no money down. Yeah. Or even yeah. a percentage of the investment. Yeah. And, and you've got people. So one of the things that's happening right now is there are there's a huge amount of supply. So there are a ton of people that want to sell their business. And there aren't a lot of people that are wanting to buy businesses. Everybody's focused on becoming an entrepreneur by starting from scratch. So you've got all of these businesses that want to sell. And so in a lot of cases, if you come in and you're like, hey, I need you to finance this business for me, they're going to be willing to do that because they, they're they ready to exit. And I think another mindset shift was a fact of thinking, okay, we're buying the business for revenue. Like you said, it could be buying it for talent because we, we want the people that are employees and you know, institutional knowledge. It could be buying them for their systems. It could be buying them for their assets. Or, yep. or you know, specifically buying assets, right? We talked yep. about what does it look like to just buy Facebook groups or email lists or those different pieces so all of those things are available yeah it's one of the things that you see again large companies do you know when Facebook goes in and they say oh we want to go and, and create this metasphere we, we want to get into crypto we want to any of these things that they've had as, as side projects they've never said oh we're gonna start this from scratch now this is a company with billions and billions of dollars that can hire the best developers all over the world that understands marketing in a way that we will never dream of having access to they're in a way better position to be able to start something than any of us would ever dream of being in, but even they understand this is a shortcut. Why would we take the long path when we can come over here, acquire this, get these assets and bolt them in? And so they do a lot of deals that are based on just getting access to technology, uh, getting access to, to uh, talent. And that's the same game that we can play. You can look at your business and decide, hey, here's a piece that we're missing. And instead of you trying to build that from scratch, you can go and acquire it. Awesome, man. This has been a great conversation. Um, if somebody's watching it, like, hey, you know, how do I get started? Like, what's the first steps? Is yeah. it the websites? Is it something else? Yeah. Like, like, what should they be doing? 
So anybody that's interested in, in this space, um, you know, I, I really like uh, the idea of like starting to talk to people in your network. And because sometimes, you know, even for people in your network, they may know somebody right then that has a business for sale. And it's, don't be afraid to start those conversations. Now, you know, I, had, I have a book so people can check out the ACE formula and it goes through a little bit of, of uh, my journey, but also the how I structure deals and think creatively about, you know, putting together a, a no money down deal and, and that kind of thing. And I, I think that can be a, a great starting point. Uh, but I really encourage people just to get out there, start looking at deals, start considering things, because e each of those conversations are, is going to be it's going to be invaluable lessons that you learn. So for entrepreneurs, the the hack of this is you can talk to business owners that have already built businesses that are like the one that you want to build. And so even just going through that process, you're going to learn things that you can apply to your business today. You know, and I, I want to give one quick example. Can you talk about that accounting? Right. Yeah. yeah, like because I know some people like like still is also abstract. You talk about that. that yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I like to do is I'm always looking at my expense column and I want to buy businesses that I'm already spending money on. And so one of the things like with all, with the different businesses I own, all of them have bookkeeping. So I realized, OK, I can go and buy a bookkeeping company and instantly double the revenue by just sending all of my business, even some of my network to this bookkeeping business. So we bought a business. It was a no money down deal. The, the owner of the business was retiring. And there's just so many people that right now that are baby boomers, they've got to get rid of their business. It's not an option. I think a lot of people think, oh, why would somebody sell a business? No, it's not even they Every want day. to. They've got to sell this business because they're ready to retire or it just goes to zero. So I bought this business on an earnout. We put all of our bookkeepers with this with this business, and we basically doubled the size of this business on a no money down deal. It was basically a six figure increase in equity, and now all of my money that I was spending before to these other bookkeepers is is building in a business and increasing the value that I'll be able to exit at some point and make a, a nice payday. I love it. All right, we're gonna get a hold of the book at. Book is on Amazon.com. Okay. Check it out. The, the Ace, Ace Formula. Formula. The Ace Formula. Okay, yep. awesome. And then how can they follow you, learn more about yeah. you, right? Get, get what you want. So social. I'm on Instagram, uh, Ace.Chapman. Feel free to reach out. You have questions, that kind of thing. I, I, I'm happy to interact, especially if you're looking at doing deals. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate you so much for yes. everything you did for the collaborative over awesome the last dude. two days. And I'm telling you all, right, let's start to look at business different. Let's start to figure out how we can get there faster. And I'm telling you, this is the way. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. Hey, do me a favor. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe and follow us on this platform right now to make sure you do not miss a beat as we drop new episodes and additional content every single week. Also, if you'd like to get access to a free paperback copy of my book, access to the TSP Traffic Sales and Profit free Facebook group, our challenges, resources, our events, and more. Make sure you visit us at www.trafficsalesandprofit.com forward slash podcast.